So for me, I think this is going to be kind of a big week of small things that I want to talk about. Okay. Is that cool? Uh, yes, that's that's very cool. You know what I mean? Is that acceptable? Oh, yeah. And all of your all of your ideas for this show are acceptable. Sure. So th- th- these are mainly just like minor complaints, but I want to know if you if you encounter the same stuff. Oh, are they are they are they all complaints? Is that is I, th- that I actually I actually think so. I, I've <laughs> I had a small running note file this week of just like stuff. I'm like uh, that could just be summed up as why question mark. So do you, do you encounter this thing where people will put their phone on speakerphone, yet they will still hold it up to their ear? Oh yes. What is the is it that they think the earpiece on their phone is not loud enough? What is like cuz we I think we've talked in the past about the pizza phone phenomenon cuz everybody thinks they're on a uh a this is a family show, a, a reality TV show. But the putting it on speakerphone yet holding it like you're having a normal phone conversation. I don't get this. I you know I I I could see I'm I'm going to play devil's advocate here for a minute. That's you know, typically what I do here on the program. I, I could see a scenario where perhaps speakerphone is assisting someone who's maybe hard of hearing or in a noisy situation and they, they, they don't have a headset to use, which is actually a segue into what bothers me more, which I, I'm sure we've talked about at some point, which are people who have their headset with a microphone plugged in, but then they still hold the uh, mouthpiece of the phone up to their mouth. That that I actually think is more irritating. Wait, hold on. So do you mean they hold the little microphone remote part of the ear pods to their mouth? No. I'm saying these are people who are wearing their ear pods. So the microphone in the ear pods is what is picking up their voice. But just despite that microphone being there, they, they still hold their phone up to their mouth as if that's what is picking up their voice. I have never encountered this. Oh, I, this is a, a frequent thing that I see. Not quite as often as people using the iPad as a camera, but... That's, unfortunately, that's one of those things that it's approaching such ubiquity that it almost doesn't seem abnormal. And as an old person, that frustrates me. Yeah, well... But, anyways, but but yeah, like, more so than pizza phone and that other kind of stuff. Yeah, that, that makes no sense. I I don't... All right, but I'm glad I'm not alone in seeing these folks who are broadcasting their conversations to the world. And like literally, like practically, I can't think of how this helps them hear better because the speaker's on the bottom and you're covering up your ear. That's a good, that's a good point. I, I would also lump in, and I'm sure I've mentioned this before too, people who use FaceTime in public. Again, I don't see the problem with that. As long as you're following the rules of keep moving and get out of the way, I think that's fine. Well, but but it, it goes back to the point that you just made of broadcasting your conversation. But that's fine. Again, as long as you're moving quickly, that's completely fine. Well, but the, the, sometimes these are people who are, you know, just like sitting on a bench or something just in public. If they're out of the way, that's fine. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think I have to disagree with you there. Hmm. I think I think that's got to be a a private thing. I think that's no worse than somebody watching Netflix or some type of video content on their phone without headphones. I think that's the same level of of annoyance, if not less uh, less offensive. I mean, that's yeah, that that's also infuriating. Look, I've already seen this episode of Parks and Recreation. I don't need to hear you listening to it. 
what's a what's a starting startle startlingly common thing um on bart is people who listen to music without headphones yeah again i don't ride uh, i don't ride uh bart as frequently as you do because i'm a selfish american but (laughs) (laughs) um uh, people who have large headphones yet uh, what i see is a more common occurrence people with gigantic headphones or like beats or something they don't put them on their ears yet they will still play them apparently as loud as they go to apparently like have like this like weird set of non-functional speakers around their neck yeah you you've mentioned that to me before i don't remember if it was on the program or or off the air wait is this just like a greatest hits episode (laughs) maybe it might it might be we talk about headphones a lot and and people doing annoying things in public a lot so this is kind of that perfect uh if we had a venn diagram of those two things this would be right there in the middle and again i don't want i don't want people to think that i don't like people but i think (laughs) (laughs) let's say let's be clear on that i there's a lot of like public transit and and just be like sometimes when you I fault myself very frequently for like not uh, doing thing, like not uh, going out enough. But every time I go out, I remind myself of why I don't want to, because people are just people are just so in so many ways so inconsiderate. But yeah, but public transit is is way way worse because it's just all of that, whether it's like the man spreading or the uh, just like. Like, you know, people who take up like three seats for no good reason, whether or not it's a man or a woman, but there are just so many. Well, you know, they can, um, they can fine you now for that on BART. The, the BART board passed this measure where. I saw that. Like if you're taking up two or more seats or something during uh, peak travel times or like, it, or if there's not an available seat or something, a BART cop can fine you like a hundred bucks or something. Right. But as, as someone who rides BART, you know, five days a week, I, I can tell you that there are numerous existing infractions which are supposed to incur a fine, which I see almost on a daily basis, which I've never seen anyone uh, be fined for. So Again, I don't ride BART that much, but I have literally never seen a BART cop. Uh, not like, like I've seen them in a station, but never on a BART train. I see them, I see them relatively frequently, just never, <laughs> never when I would want, want to see them. <laughs> Like ne- there's never an overlap between seeing a Bart cop and then seeing something that someone should get fined for. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Uh, speaking of just of, of <laughs> I, I, there's no transition for this. I I, I have a question for you. What, what do you think? Uh, and this this is gonna be a weird one. Of the middle finger as a gesture. I don't care for it. I, I'm someone who. My language is, I would not say bad, but I would also not say that it's good. But but the middle finger is just something that I, I never do. I don't even use the emoji. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, at times, will use saltier language, but I don't consider myself to be a very vulgar person. But I really, really, really strongly dislike the middle finger as a gesture. Like it bothers me in in the sense that like a lot of people will use it um thinking they're cool or um like being like I don't I don't know how to describe it, but you can probably do it better than me, but it's well, you know, there even if even if you're someone with saltier language as you, as you would say, 
I, I, there's, there's a certain group of words that you just, you just don't use, right? And I think for me, I would just, I don't know, I, I put the middle finger sort of in that category of just something that I would never do. I guess there's, there's something about just the intent, because it's, it's something that you kind of have to like try to do. It's not a very natural motion. So I would agree, but I also think, I guess my problem with it is slightly different in that it's people who, they're not using it because they're very angry. Again, they're using it because they think it makes them look cool or like edgy or something. Like it's, it's I don't, I wouldn't say it's uh, comparable in terms of like, you know, like there's usually like the, there's mild curse words and there's kind of the like the mid-range you know like the hbo words and then there's kind of the uh yeah you really don't say that unless you're just kind of a kind of just a garbage person but i i don't think uh the middle finger falls into that i think it's more of just it's just something that annoying people use i don't i don't know <laughs> what no i i think i think that's a good way to good way to put it yeah um, and then I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tear out this list real quick. So one other one that I didn't talk about during the talk show last week when we talked about it, there was this one guy near me in the audience. Every single time, and again, this list is is very disparate. It has no it has no connection to to one another. But every time he got a notification, he would slap his wrist. Do you see this, or do you encounter this in the limited number of Apple watches you see in the wild? No. Like, you're wearing your Apple Watch right now, right? I am. You know that where you can, uh, like, put your palm over the screen to dim it? Yes. Okay. He kept doing that every single time. Like, as though, like, he didn't realize, like, you could, like, swipe down to dismiss a notification. Or you could just very well just ignore it. Or, like, just every single time he would, like, violently slap his wrist. See, he was, he was, see if I can demonstrate here something. (laughs) On 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 an audio program. Bas- so, something like that basically it's like <laughs> yeah like he was topping like he was uh finishing off a soda stream or something yeah kind of hit kind of hit my arm there that kind of hurt it it was so grating but yeah he might as well be he might as well been given the finger every time he got a notification i would put that see i would categorize that something similar to people who type on their keyboards too loud like that i, I sit in a you know open concepts office space as i've discussed before and there i there, there there's someone in my general vicinity who just 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 literally just bangs on their keyboard like you know raises their arms up fairly high and just every keystroke is just you know just banging on the keyboard it's very it's very odd and, and very annoying so those QC35s are coming in handy. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, well, like this, this leads to like three other things. And again, this, I, I want to clarify, folks, uh, because we've had two longer episodes that apparently tipped the two-hour mark. Uh, we're aiming for this to be a short show. So again, we haven't covered any actual topics, and I think we're like 15 so, minutes So it'll be, it, it'll be, it'll be no, no longer than two and a half hours this week. Again, I'm aiming for an hour. We're, we're going we're gonna to blaze through this stuff. Okay. But, uh, okay, that, that brings up like three things. Uh. It, does this person have like a mechanical keyboard or some type of like nice or, or you know how like nerds are picky about their keyboards? And I don't mean me in terms of like my ergonomic keyboard, but like how like they have like the clicky keyboards. Is this just somebody who's typing violently on like a your run of the mill like probably came with 
the me- me- like the mediocre Dell that they have? No, this this is a uh, a Mac keyboard. I think like the like the stock Apple keyboard. But for like a desktop. Right. Yeah. How does that even make noise? Like, isn't that one engineered to be like a laptop keyboard? Where like, you how how? It's a it's a, it's a it's a great it's a great point. It's great skill. They probably uh, asked that during the interview. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe. Yeah. It's like, what's what's the standard Google interview question? It's like how uh, how long would it take to wash all the windows in in Seattle? I think they got I think they got rid of those. Oh, now it's just how how many uh, how many decibels can you annoy your coworkers with in this open plan office? That's right. How many decibels can you generate off of this uh, Apple keyboard? Yeah, that's how they rank your bonus. That's it's right. It's called stack ranking. Mm. Um, okay, t- the two other things. Uh, there's a very good Planet Money episode recently about open plan offices and where that came from. So I recommend that. And Does it also talk about how to get rid of them? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's being self-employed. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the third one is, do you instill... This is just this is gonna be like uh, I'm I'm just asking you about uh, your interactions with humanity, but do you still encounter people who leave keyboard clicks on? Yeah, yeah, I do. I wouldn't say that it's all that often, but occasionally, yes. Yeah, that's that's it's it's, it's, it's troubling. It's been almost a decade. That that stuff needs to stop. Oh, don't save that for next year. Do, do, I'll start talking about mortality again. God help you. How how weird is that that a a year from now it will be the official ten year mark? That's crazy. Don't you think that's how old all old people felt? Yeah, probably. They think like it was like two years ago that people were doing the Charleston or something. <laughs> wow. Uh, and prohibition was just uh, a week ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, and then to round this out, the Warriors lost. And we're done with basketball for a year. I didn't watch the last game, and I and uh, since it's on, since it was broadcast on ABC, it's available on Watch ESPN like as an on-demand thing. And even though I already know the result, I'm wondering should I have? Because people say that it was a really close, good game, and then there was like a lot of emotion and there was a lot of stuff going on. Is that the case, or did you watch it? It it's probably the most intense non Lakers game I've ever watched. What does that mean? Well, when you're a fan that's you know vested in the team, it, it's it, it adds an element of suspense that you just don't get when it's two teams that you don't really care about. Um, and you know, plus the Lakers were in a game seven in the NBA Finals just a handful of years ago. So, I mean, the, that to me is kind of the ultimate stressful game. But distant history. <laughs> right they've got luke walton now it's all good that's right but you know just just as a fan of the nba yeah it was an incredibly exciting game worth watching even though you already know the result personally i'm not really the type who goes back and watches games where i know the result i i, I know people who do that regularly but i i don't get much joy out of that got it maybe watch the fourth quarter okay or i can just go to a target and uh, go meet Stephen Curry. That's true. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, what man? What what a weird end to that series. I mean, and, and a, just a weird series in general. I mean, the, the team a team goes up two to nothing, and then three to one, and then loses. That's just. And this is the team that has the best regular season record in NBA history. But maybe they just got what's coming to them. 
Well, I think, yeah. So I've I've listened to a couple of podcasts and read quite a bit about the series. And the, the thing that resonated most with me was, was someone, I think this was Zach Lowe on his podcast, commented that this was just an overconfident team, plain and simple. They, particularly coming out of the OKC series, I think kind of had this belief that just if they got out of the West, they were going to stomp on any team out of the East, including the Cavs. And I think that was falsely reinforced when they went up two to nothing. And then again, when they went up three to one, I mean, the fact like game three, the fact that they got down, I think it was 20 something points in the first quarter. I mean that, and then they did it again in, in game six, but, but game three, it just it's just inexcusable in, in the NBA Finals. It, no matter if you're up two to nothing, three to nothing, it, it doesn't matter. You know, it, you just you cannot no show to a game like that. It's just just there's just no there's no words for it. Yeah, I mean, I I would take a slightly different approach in in my criticism is that I don't want to make any enemies here, but it, it's. I don't like the when you can have like a a, a somewhat provable uh, allegation that like a team plays dirty. Do you do you put any stock into the kind of Draymond was playing kind of sketchy basketball? No, I I don't because I mean this is a common thing in the NBA and and Draymond does it in a more stand standoffish way. But if if you go back and look at tape, I mean. Stephen Curry is is constantly well. So the the groin shots are are different. That that that's well, that's, that's a different. That's, that's thing. what I'm referring to. Okay, I've well, just, I I've just you... like uh, like objectively or yeah, that's the word. Uh, but like fouling in in just such a blatant and like just it just seems like bad sportsmanship and that kind of I don't know. Well, so I, I I originally what I thought you were going with was just sort of the the physical way that he plays and and what I would point to to counter that is to say that you look at Steph Curry I mean off the ball he's constantly getting held and kicked and grabbed and you know players do it in such a way where they know the refs can't see it yeah and I don't I don't like that and I think we've talked about it in the past that I, I uh, I've as a casual observer of basketball who only maybe watches in the finals every other year that it seems like there are so many things that happen that should be called fouls and somehow aren't. And you explained to me that apparently that's just how it is. And the same thing with like double dribbling and all like, there's so many, like there's such looseness with the rules to just kind of keep the flow going that that's troubling. But I've, I think for me, it's, it's just the outright blatant dirty playing that seemed like, yeah. Right. Well, and you know, that, that culminated in another just inexcusable moment which is Draymond getting suspended for that closeout game at home. And all of a sudden, you're suspended for that game. And then during the game, their starting sender, Andrew Bogut, gets, gets hurt, and then he's out for the rest of the series. And all of a sudden, you're going back to Cleveland, where you had gotten stomped on in Game 3, and then you know barely won Game 4. And then now, all of a sudden, you're back for a kind of a winner-take-all game where anything can happen, and then, sure enough, you know, Anything can happen. I mean, the, the the Warriors were undoubtedly the better team. I mean, they're just just top top to bottom objectively. They are the the more talented group, but they they didn't play that way. I and mean, they they really didn't play that way the series before either. 
and they falling down three games to one like they did, and then you know barely barely scraping by games five and six. Just those last two series. I mean, they they you think about it, right? They lost seven games in those last two series, and prior to that, including the playoffs, I think they had lost. Well, they lost nine in the regular season. They lost, well, I think, one in each of the next two series. So they had lost 11 games total and prior to that, and then seven in the last two. Do you think Stephen Curry's like a remarkable season is at all tainted because of this, or did he still? Because because I've heard like not rumors, but I've heard like allegation. Like the summary of the fi- NBA Finals is that he kind of phoned it in, or he was just not present. For most of it, is that is that fair? In terms of his contribution, well, no, I, th- I think that's maybe harsh. He he wasn't playing his best, and I I think it was probably some combination of injury. I think he he was playing hurt. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think he was hurt to the point where it should have resulted in him playing the way that he did. But I think I think that was part of it. I think some of it at least early in the series, was just overconfidence, which was kind of true of the whole team. And then I, I think you got to give some credit to the Cavs, where they they had a formula where they were switching everything off of every pick and roll. They, you know, Kevin, even like Kevin Love, who's not really known for his defense on the Cavs, played pretty solid defense during throughout Game 7, uh, including the last kind of meaningful Warriors possession. So... You know, you got to give the Cavs some credit, but, um, but that you know, your the your beginning point there is actually the the thing that I've been kind of thinking the most about, which is, you know, you had this historic regular season both as a team and then individually for Curry, and then you know they they don't win the the title. So what what does that mean? Because you know that seventy two and ten Chicago Bulls team, they they won the title, and now you've got the 73 and 9 Warriors team that didn't. So I don't it, to to me that's the to me that I think that's kind of the part that I'm a little bummed about. Like I think it would have been a much more satisfying story had the Warriors been able to play well throughout the playoffs and then win the title and then then really kind of just validate that this was the best season a team's ever had. Do you think of like in the full scope of history the 73 and 9 season's going to get overshadowed by this or after a year or two it's still that's still going to hold up no I, I think i think it's it's going to get overshadowed by this i think almost every time somebody brings it up it, it the sentence is going to end with but they didn't win the title yeah it's a bummer but guess what it's baseball season yeah you know summer this this part of summer in particular is sort of the off time for sports. What are you talking about? Well, so the the three other major sports are off now. And whoa, whoa, sorry. What sports are those? Hockey's not a sport. Hey, hey, hey. Hockey. That's, that, that's not true. <laughs> it very much is true. Ah, uh, that was not not true. Hockey as a sport died when they stopped calling it the HP Pavilion. <laughs> uh, f- <laughs> football snooze. Um, I'm not saying these are sports you like. I'm just saying that these are the four major American sports. Yeah. Uh, tennis, baseball, uh, grass hockey. Sorry. 
Yeah. Anyway, anyway, but this 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 time of year is tough because basketball, hockey, and football are in their off season, and I like baseball, and you know that I do, but it's just it's hard to it's hard to get into these games before August. But it's you, tough. I mean, you, you maybe you just have to approach it differently. You don't have to think of it as like this is going to be a make or break game, or that everything has to be incredibly cons- uh, consequential towards the what's going to happen in the postseason. You can just think of it as just uh, like data points on a trend towards the end. Well, but like, I think that that's the problem with like with sporting events when people think like, Oh, this needs to be like football where it's a 20 game season and everything needs to be like, it's do or die this week. I think baseball has its appeal because it's more about stories and trends and just kind of, kind of a, like an overall overarching narrative. I think there needs to be some middle ground. I, I agree. It doesn't need to be like football. It doesn't need to be that extreme, but there needs to be something between 20 games and 162 games. And they, they've got to do something about these game lengths, too. I mean, they tried they doing have. it. Well, they, they tried last year, but it, I just read an article the other day saying that game time's back up to where it was before those new rules. I think it's this damn replay review. Which, if it benefits my, what if, which if it benefits my team, I'm all for, but... No, they, they did cite that as one of the things that they that, that's driving this. But regardless of the reason... These these games are too damn long and they're too damn slow. I mean, the only time I would ever have a baseball game on at this point of the year is if it's just in the background. I'm never gonna just come well, home, sure. sit on the couch, and well, but that this is the only sport where I do that. You know, basketball, hockey, and football. If I'm watching a game, like that's the thing I'm doing. But with baseball, it's like eh, it's it's on in the background. So I mean, whatever. Yeah, that's hmm, tricky. So a postseason baseball commands my full attention. Or oh, I, I, if, or, I agree. I even I would I would even be generous and say, you know, the last few weeks of the season, super exciting. If you know, if your team's in the hunt, but it's it's just these, you know, particularly these like May and June games where it's like, man, I just. I'll have this on in the background. That that's the most of my attention. This is but I th- but I think that's enough. Like for me, it's it's I have I have the the game on while I'm doing work, or if I'm just uh, on the couch and I'm like doing a crossword or something. Like I, I don't necessarily like even when you're at the ballpark, I don't think that baseball is necessarily engineered to have your attention for three straight hours, unless it's like an incredibly gripping matchup or something like super interesting is happening. But I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing for you to think, oh, it's 7 o'clock, there's probably a Giants game on, I've got some stuff to do around the house, or I want to catch up on my Instapaper or browse Twitter, and then just my eyes glance up every 20 seconds. I don't think that's antithetical to what Major League Baseball wants. And you still hear about your Ford Wright choice and your <laughs> and whatever the hell the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk product tie-in is. Is it, it's, is it still the Sir Speedy uh, speedy, oil, speedy oil speedy. change and tune up your uh, auto and car care experts for like 20 years? <laughs> and there's also the um, there's the Ring Central uh, like meetup on the mound or something. Uh, what, are, what are the other ones? Again, this plays to nobody outside of the Bay Area or anybody who has like an MLB.TV subscription and happens to watch the CSN broadcasts, but... Yeah, I like, the, I like the Ford Wright choice. Huh, yeah. It's pretty good. That's pretty good. Sorry, you were saying? I think it was. It would it'd be, might be kind of fun to, to like 
certainly something we would not post on the internet, but um, like talk over a Giants game. <laughs> so you mean we just record a regular, like just slightly longer than one of our recent episodes? Just just do that. Oh, something or you mean like narrate that. the whole thing? I some some combination of the two, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, maybe we do that and we combine that with the alleged politics episode we're gonna have. Yeah, right. After the conventions, Pol- politics and baseball. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Um. We should we should also keep track. I wish I could have I could have graphed this out if I if I had been keeping track. Like how many minutes into a show it takes for us to, before we start talking about what the show is, you know, supposedly about. Again, I, I think we're pivoting. I think like in the much in the way uh, that the West Wing uh, kind of found its stride a little bit uh, later in like the first season or two. I think that's how the show is. And it doesn't always have to be about what it was supposed to be about. It could be about walking and talking. Oh, so you're saying we should have some type of mobile version of this podcast. I, and I, I don't mean mobile in the sense of iOS and Android, but mobile, mobile in the sense of walk and talk, as you say. Uh, I think we should go down. Uh, we we should uh, do the show on Bart and take it. Uh, take uh, take the train down to Millbrae and see uh, see what we can do. Okay. And, and any particular reason for Millbrae? Isn't that the end of the line? It it is. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the whole point. Well, then maybe we can just continue the journey and hop on uh, Caltrain there. <laughs> where does that go? That goes down. No, I know where. Like, how far does it go? San Jose or further? It goes a little further than that. I've only ever taken it down to San Jose, but it it does go past there. Yeah, this is, this is too local. Oh, sorry, I'm going to pivot into it. So let, let's talk about what the show allegedly is about. Uh, Google Fiber. Uh, remember WebPass, the company I was talking about forever, that I was super excited when it was going to be available in my building, and it is, and I, I never switched? Yeah, we. I don't recall why you never switched. It was because I read their terms of service, and I didn't like their usage Oh, and we, we I don't think we ever talked about uh, the data usage I racked up during when I was backing up my, my network attached storage that you uh, pestered me about. <laughs> I, I never got an angry letter from Comcast, but I'm pretty sure they have my account flagged or something. <laughs> right. Because I think when you you're, use three, uh, 3.8 terabytes in a month, they get your you're, you're, on, you're on a list somewhere. <laughs> I am, and, and I want to know what that list is called. Yeah, you, pro- you probably don't. My usage is normally like half a terabyte. Which, with a lot of streaming and stuff, is probably not terrible. Have you ever checked yours? No, but I, I'm sure mine's way less than that. Yeah, but you're, yeah, but you're not home that much. No, no, and you, you only, and you, uh, you don't have that many computers. <laughs> no, no, that's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, what, what well, how, how many, wait, how, how many computers do you have? Well, I've got, I've got, well, uh, two people live here, and I've got my mac mini server i've got my imac i've got my um my macbook pro my ipad my iphone and just like they're kind of all doing redundant software updates and stuff so i assume whatever it is like time for i should point out that you you, you tried to cite two people living in the apartment as a reason but everything you just listed is you is yours <laughs> and again and then ta- and then tack on one normal user <sighs> web pass oh sorry what was it yeah web pass uh, but yeah, they uh, apparently got uh, got purchased by or are uh, pending to be acquired by Google, which will probably because uh, they've announced already that it's going to be most like the entire Bay Area, right? Like originally it was supposed to be like San Jose only, but now it's kind of stretched out, right? 
Well, so they announced San Francisco specifically a little while back. And so what I was going to ask you is, <laughs> is, is this what they meant? Did, like, did they know that this was coming down the pipe? And um... I don't think so. I, I, I think that maybe just gives them a foothold or a, an alternate method of delivery for areas where fiber might be more expensive. Because the way uh, WebPass does it is that they do uh, microwave radio stuff from certain like telecommunication centers around the Bay Area. So that's how they get um, either one or 200 minute, or sorry, one or 200 megabit uh, synchronous data speeds to a lot of places without doing the wiring. I don't know how they would switch that to to fiber, but uh, I mean, it, it's it's infrastructure that Google wouldn't have to lay down. So I mean, it, it's interesting and WebPass does have um, nearly universal acclaim for being a good ISP. So it's cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I, my only concern is that this is what they meant, and that no, fiber's no. not... Because uh, WebPass is available in a lot of newer buildings, but the thing is, it's only in, I believe, um, like, the eligibility to be a WebPass community or whatever is that you have to have, like, a, a building that has 20 or more units that was built, like, after, like, uh, 2003 or something that has Ethernet wiring to every apartment. So I think it's... Uh, I don't think this is what qualifies for being Google Fiber and SF. Yeah, I mean, I I hope not. Yeah, I mean, I I I I think your building will never get Google Fiber, but <sighs> yeah, because I like probably, we'll not get we'll not get right. too we'll not get too specific. But you're in a slightly older building, and also I don't think yours is like that many units. So if it ever does, it's probably be at like the absolute tail end. So you'll get it in like twenty thirty six. The one thing the one thing though is that my building is. Fairly typical of a building in San Francisco. So if 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 what if if the characteristics of my building prevent it from getting fiber, I'm not really sure where in San Francisco Google's going to go. I mean, a majority a majority of the city is like this. Yeah, but I think the way Google is going to prioritize it is they're going to put all the neighborhoods that have a hypoallergenic dog bakery at the bottom of the list. Well, technically, that that bakery I think is in like Cow Hollow, if you want to get really technical. But I think on Yelp and most neighborhood guides, it's Marina slash Cow Hollow, so I think it's the same thing. Yeah, well, that's yeah, that's the typical classification. Mm -hmm. I think that's that's a census designated area, <laughs> right? Um, I'm trying I'm trying to think of what we could talk about before we have to tackle or before we have to talk about headphone jacks for an hour <laughs> uh did you see the 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 new dropbox stuff it, it, is this is this not is this, this isn't dropbox with the angry emoji no this is okay so th this is not related to project infinite or any of that kind of stuff but apparently dropbox introduced a couple new features uh so apparently they like kind of knocked off what um office document scanner and scannable and cam scanner and everybody else is doing um They've tightened up the integration with Microsoft Office. They are um, adding more sharing features and that kind of stuff. But if you if you look at this like press release website, th this there's a couple things about this that um, that that are troubling or that I'm just going to complain about. So with, like the scanning thing, I tried it out today. It's not very good. It's 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 sub uh, objectively worse than most other applications that do the similar thing. But also, if you read the first section where it says scan documents in Dropbox, 
Uh, it says, with document scanning, you can now use Dropbox mobile app to capture and organize scans from whiteboards, receipts, and sketches, so your ideas are right at your fingertips. Uh, Dropbox business users can even search with inside the scans. So are you familiar with, the, with what the difference between Dropbox Pro and Dropbox for Business is? I, no, I, I know that those are two different things, but I'm, I'm not familiar with, with what, what makes them different. Can you provide me with any plausible explanation why they are different things? Uh, business, I, I presume, is far more expensive. It's not. That's that's the weird thing. Like Dropbox for Business is, is uh, I believe it's $10 a user, so it's the exa- uh, per month, and I think it's but, the exact... But do you, do you not have to have a certain number of users? That's the thing. You have to have a minimum of five users. Okay. Well, that's that's not as high as I was thinking it might be. Unless like it's an extremely experimental feature, what exactly is the logic in restricting certain features just to a certain limited user set? Uh, to maybe try to entice more people into the business line? I, I don't know. But like as an individual like uh, or like a power user or wh- whatever you want to call the people that actually pay for services, like isn't that just being like, you have to like you just can't get it unless you're going to pay five times as much to have four accounts you don't use. Well, yeah, I mean that's one way to look at it. But then you know the other thing I would say is that from ever, from all indications there are about Dropbox is their their big area of focus now is business. But it, uh, and I and I get that. But then what? How how does restricting a feature only to business customers help? Because that like nobody is gonna like buy like if you have a business, nobody's gonna buy twenty individual Dropbox Pro accounts. So exactly what is gained? Because there's no conversion that creates more customers by doing this. Yeah, it's not like right, it's not like it's Dropbox Pro or something. Yeah, it's not like you're like somehow you're like you're getting people off like the free product. Like I can understand if you restrict this from uh, restrict this from Dropbox Basic, which apparently is another thing. Like if you go down to where it says Manage Photos for Computers, it says for Dropbox Basic, you uh, Dropbox Basic users who are using their phones to capture memories alongside ideas, where blah 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 blah. That makes it sound like maybe that doesn't even apply to Pro. Like why does somebody have to be an expert on the three seemingly different products that Dropbox offers in order just to understand this blog post? I, I do not have a good answer for you. I, I mean, isn't the, the Dropbox Infinite thing, isn't that also just a, a business feature for now? Like, it's an experimental business feature, but I don't know. I, I just don't, for a product that's similarly priced, that has, like, distinct, like, customer bases, like, nobody nobody is signing up for Dropbox Pro that should be on Dropbox Business. They're not saving money by doing so. So just, what, what's the point? I, I do not have a good answer. Yeah. Because, like, there's the weird, like, like Box is apparently, like, they're the company that will, they'll give you everything plus the kitchen sink. Like, they'll they'll try anything. And, like, that's fine. Like, and I have, the, like, are there any sales numbers? Like, do we know, are, are they doing better with business customers than Dropbox? Probably, right? I, I think so. I mean, Box is a public company, but Dropbox is not. So we can't do that direct comparison. But I, my... My general assumption from what I hear is that Box is more successful on the enterprise side and less so on the consumer side, and then Dropbox is kind of the opposite. Got it. Yeah, and your company uses Box, right? We do, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's what I had. That's just, it's, 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 it's weird. I, w- I always find it strange how companies will try to stagger product um, 
product features and, and certain things against different uh, like customer segments. But I just see like there's nothing to be gained here. But that's how stuff goes. Maybe I'm just boring, but I I just don't I don't use Dropbox for any of this type of stuff. I I, I just use it as a folder. I don't I don't use any of their photo stuff. Like th- this feature isn't isn't good because the thing is like tr- uh, Dropbox to their credit and also detriment, they try to be really simplistic in their implementation of features to avoid um, like junking, uh, junking up the user interface and that kind of stuff. But it always means whatever they do that's not the core product isn't terribly good. That was the same problem with, um, uh, what was their, their photo thing called? Carousel. Yeah, like that was always terrible, like to the point where like it took them, I think like nine months to make it so that you could say like which folders to exclude. Cause like when I tried it, it would like throw in um, like thousands of screenshots alongside my photos. And there was no way to fix that just cause like their whole, their ethos is that just the fewest uh, features and uh, like option switches as possible. But that, that, I don't know, like anything to try that's not the core functionality doesn't seem to really improve everything. I mean, Dropbox has a ton of other like cool features that are totally worthwhile, like their versioning and their undelete and the way of recovering things and the shareability and all that stuff is very, very good. But whenever they try to do something super consumer facing, it's it's not that useful. Yeah, I mean, I, Dropbox is kind of it's it's perfect the way it is. Like there there really isn't anything day to day that I look at with Dropbox and say, man, I wish it did this. Like it it does exactly what I want it to do. Like if, if Dropbox didn't do any additional updates and they, they just maintained the current service and software as it stands today, I would use it, you know, for the, for the foreseeable future. Yeah. And I, I know this won't happen and, and I know you're still on Dropbox free, but let's say they eliminated the free tier. Would you pay for Dropbox? I, I would. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a right now you, you don't use it. Yeah, I'm. I'm not opposed at all to paying for Dropbox. I would have no issue doing that. It, I just simply don't have a reason to. Yeah, you're you're just not exceeding the free, and that's just why. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um. Yeah. Um. Well, speaking of what's something that Dropbox uh, helps facilitate. Do you you think uh, your one password through Dropbox, right? Absolutely. I think we alluded to this earlier, but uh, guess what's ten years old? <sighs> one somehow one password. And text expander, but uh, but yeah, you you saw. Uh, I think I posted the the cake that they had at WWC celebrating the the tenth anniversary. That that doesn't make any sense to me. How so? Just how how in the world it can already be ten years old, and just and that you know we alluded to it earlier with the iPhone turning ten next year. It just it doesn't doesn't seem possible. Yeah, I can't find it right now, but there there was a really good sc- uh, somebody posted a screenshot earlier on Twitter, and and it showed the original version of One Password, and it, it was very it was very startling to remember what apps uh, on OS ten looked like in nineteen in in sorry not nineteen ninety six, uh, two thousand six. And I assume when this, I, I I did not use one password for a number of years. I, I I didn't start using it until five six years ago. Well, was it was Mac only? I assume, right? Yeah, I think uh, Android is definitely like a last two years thing. I think Windows like came about 
not the operating system, but the Windows version of 1Password came about like in like 2012. But yeah, it was very, uh, Agile Bits was um, has been an OS 10 or, or Mac software shop for quite a while. Yeah, I think well the the Windows version was around when I first bought it because that that was one of the things that was really appealing about it was that I, I'd be able to use it both on my work machine and you know home machine. So yeah, maybe maybe I if if you're saying the Windows version is 2012, maybe that's when I started using it. Yeah. Yeah, but good stuff. But also, again, time time goes by so quickly. It does. Yeah. All right. Apple headphones. Yeah. I guess we should get into it. So the Wall Street Journal, uh, about two days ago, had an article talking about what the new iPhone will probably be. They kind of doubled down on the the persistent rumors that Apple is moving to a three year upgrade cycle on phones rather than the kind of the usual TikTok upgrade cycle that they've been doing so far. Uh, so the big thing was that there are going to be almost no new features on this one. That uh, the headphone jack will be eliminated in favor of making the phone quote one millimeter th- uh, thinner, and that it. Um, somehow will slightly help with uh, water sealing efforts. But yeah, that the big feat, not feature, but the big change that will happen uh, with the iPhone 6S DV special edition, whatever, whatever, is going to be the uh, absence of a standard 3.5 millimeter headphone jack. What do you think? So I, this is one of those things where I can see both sides of the argument. So the the pro side that the people who would be in favor of this would would point to the fact that we now have a long documented history of aging technologies which eventually get removed and it's you know initially it's a it's a painful transition and it, it upsets people but in the long run it it has to happen because the alternative is that you keep this headphone jack forever in perpetuity and if if you acknowledge that this head that this standard can't stay around forever then you're sort of implicitly acknowledging that it has to get replaced at some point but i think the 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 counter argument which I, if i had to kind of pick a side i would probably lean this direction which is you know in the historical examples that we have of this the most common of which everybody's been using is like the floppy drive where when Apple decided to remove the floppy drive and go exclusively to a CD-ROM drive, well, they, they didn't necessarily like they didn't because remember when the original iMac happened, that's when they abandoned the floppy drive. Uh, the CD it wasn't a CD writable drive; it was just CD-ROM. So they were forcing people onto USB storage because the iMac was one of the first computers that embraced uh, USB 1.1. Okay, so that that's that's fair. Okay, but. Even so, I think the the point I was going to make is is true, which is you know USB and CD ROM CDs were objectively better than floppies. I mean, the the only thing you could say about floppies at that time would have been, well, all of my software is on floppies, or I'm used to floppies, so let me just stick to what I know. But putting that aside, everything else about USB and CDs were better. And I think that's the clear difference in this situation is that if you remove the headphone jack, 
the options that you're presented with are are not objectively better. You know, Bluetooth is, as we've discussed at length on the show, convenient, but just not there from a stability and sound point and sound quality rather perspective. And then the idea of just using lightning enabled headphones is really stupid because now you have to have a certain set of headphones for your iPhone and then another set of headphones for everything else, by the way, including your Mac laptop. So there just there isn't a clear better alternative, which you know, I, I think the the headphone jack has to get replaced at some point, but I'm not sure that this is the time. I, I yeah, I agree with almost I, actually I think I agree with pretty much everything that you said. But th- this is this is tricky for a lot of reasons because I don't there's a lot of appeal in, in being mad at anything that, that kind of disrupts the status quo or or whatever you're comfortable with right now or whatever the better option is right now. And and Apple has generally had a history of uh, kind of nudging people along and, and making the, the hard technology choices that will eventually be beneficial or kind of push forward the the iteration and improvement of technologies. And you can say that sometimes they do it too aggressively and, and sometimes they don't do it quickly enough. But And this was the big thing with the, uh, the MacBook One uh, last year when it came with only one port. But the thing is that kind of sort of made sense a little bit because it was USB-C. Well, and, and the other thing I would say, too, about that quickly is that Apple has continued to make high-end laptops that, you know, have multiple ports and that are kind of the complete opposite of the MacBook. Whereas if if we enter this scenario where the iPhone 7 or whatever this thing is going to be called has no headphone jack, you know, there isn't going to be a top-of-the-line alternative for people who still want the the headphone jack. That's true, but so I think maybe a better example or not a better example but a, a, like a point for more context. And this is this is something as again as an old curmudgeon that uh, that I'll bring up. I think this was in uh 2008 and 2009. Uh there was a generation of MacBook Pro that was released. I think when they they shipped the the first unibody where they eliminated uh the express card slot and the uh there used to be separate uh, audio in and audio out ports. And when they first released the the Unibody Mac, or maybe the second gen Unibody, they took both of those away. And I think those are things where like uh, whiny people like me will sometimes be like, uh, I, I still use this. And I remember I was mad for like a month because my um, my uh, 3G eVideo data card was, was Express card and I had to go switch that out for USB or something. But that's something where, okay, maybe this, this isn't the best peripheral, and maybe we just need higher bandwidth USB, and, and that's where Thunderbolt comes in. And, and that's a more functional thing than having this big, wide express card slot that's, that's not doing us any favors. But the, the problem with this is that the, the headphone jack is not perfect by any means, but it's incredibly functional, really isn't that big, and works with pretty much everything and again as you said there's not like you can't objectively which is apparently be the, the the theme of this podcast is you can't you can't say that there's a better solution out there like bluetooth has a decidedly poorer audio quality it has skipping the pairing process is not as easy as it needs to be there's configuration issues there's a whole lot of reasons why bluetooth isn't the solution 
Lightning headphones makes no sense because unless Apple is going to start putting lightning jacks on all its products, which since they've already shown that they're probably leaning towards USB-C, that makes absolutely no sense. Because if on the MacBook One, it's because uh, like, and that's another point of reference. And sorry, I'm going all over the place here, but the MacBook One actually doesn't have just one port; it has two ports. What's the other one? A headphone jack. Exactly. So what are they going to do? Like on the third generation uh, MacBook One, they're going to have a USB-C on one side, and then a headphone port so you can plug in your damn uh, MFI uh, earpods, so that those work with uh, that, and then so you, you can charge your. Uh, charge your Siri remote for your fourth gen Apple TV. Like that makes that makes no sense. Well and even, you know, if Apple does go down the road of adding lightning to like their Macs, which would I think would be kind of crazy. But let, let's just assume they do that. I, I still don't I hate the idea that I have headphones that work with all my Apple devices, but then don't work with everything else. So two things on that. So first if they do add lightning to their Macs, you, I, I don't know if you, because I'm not sure how many Android phones that you play with, but USB-C and lightning look almost identical. So how on earth is a regular user, because apparently remember Macs are the computer for like the every user, how are they going to tell the difference? Because both of them are um, whatever, reversible, whatever you'd call the thing where it doesn't matter what direction you put yeah, it in. Yeah, re- reversible, yeah. Yeah, so both like, and they're both uh, like rectangular connections with rounded edges. So they they look almost exactly the same. So how are people going to know that? So there's no way that they're going to put lightning on on their Macs. So just like, what what is the alternative? So then you're now like, Apple is going to sell you a, a ten dollar or twenty dollar adapter that changes lightning into the port you already had, and you can't charge the phone while you're listening to music like that. I don't I don't get it. Like if Apple coupled here's the way I think this makes sense is if somehow the iPhone S6SE the third gen phone whatever whatever it's called somehow introduced even if it was like maybe one of those weird standards where it's like kind of mainly an Apple thing but allegedly it's uh, going to be available to for everybody if Apple somehow managed to make a wireless audio or a wireless connectivity standard that was better than Bluetooth, and they could say, you know what, this this delivers 320k audio that sounds amazing and has 100 feet range and it's got this cool tap to pair technology and it's just it's amazing. And this is why I don't think you need wired headphones anymore. I would be totally cool with that, even if it's it's one of those BS things where it's going to be like Apple exclusive for two years and it's uh, you're going to have to replace all your stuff. That I would kind of put up with, but I, I just feel like this, and again, this isn't a real thing yet, but it, it's probably going to happen. It, it sounds like it's on pretty good authority that it's happening. I just don't see the benefit in every possible way it's worse, particularly the fact that you can't plug in and charge and listen to music anymore because millennials don't charge their phones <laughs> that's another thing i should have brought up at the beginning of the show because that's bugging me but sorry please continue so i i, I really want to disagree with the even like the kind of apple proprietary slash we're going to make this available to everyone you know supposed you know new wireless technology like i, I really want to hate that 
and 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 not want to go with that. But as I've been learning with you know the QC thirty fives and you know the Power Beats two uh, that I have, wireless the, having wireless headphones is awesome. Like it, it's the the mm. con, the convenience factor of not having a cord you know, all dangling all around, like when you're, when you're traveling, when you're running, when you're commuting, really any situation outside of just sitting at home where it, it doesn't really matter as much, not having that cable there really does make a, a huge difference. So from that, from that standpoint, I, I can certainly see the appeal uh, that that Apple would would see with removing the headphone jack, and and honestly, I I hope that's the reason. I hope it's not so that they can make the phone thinner. Like I, I hope I hope the main reason for this is taking advantage of how incredibly more convenient wireless headphones are than wired headphones. Yes, but again, I don't think that happens until Apple, either like until it's proven that Bluetooth 5 is amazing or that Apple releases their own technology that is somehow better. And it really doesn't sound like that's in the cards for this year or next. And like, again, yeah, the no wires, that's great. But also there's the other downsides of it's another thing you have to charge. It's another thing that you have to track the battery of. It's an, like... For for as long as it's been around, and for just kind of a, a like wired headphones are pretty great in the sense that you plug it in, it works with everything, and it doesn't ever have to be charged. Like I, I it's it's not one of those things where you can push people along and say, oh, the technology is going to follow. I, I I I think this is one of those things where, like Apple's marketing for the past like uh, ten or fifteen years since the iPod has been, oh, like these are we are a, a company that loves music. And and media and look at all these people like look at all these ads uh, with people listening to music on their Apple devices. I don't think you. I just don't think that's something they they should so casually change when there isn't something better that's just undeniably better. Like the like the Mac thing with like you with USB and 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 see like the much larger CD drives and all that kind of stuff. Like sure that that's debatable but on this one i i don't see it yeah i i'm not i'm not thrilled with the idea but i mean we'll see what we'll see what the story apple has i I feel like it's got to be it's got to be something compelling it won't be (laughs) the future of tv is apps and watching it at 160 percent speed yeah i uh, i was actually gonna probably uh, abandon that article but (laughs) <laughs> so there, there was some. It was probably a millennial. It was some dude in the in the wash like who wrote something for the Washington Post. Which and uh, changing topics slightly. Do, have you seen this trunk thing? No, I I I, I keep seeing this as uh, like a meme. But I I, I you know in, in in my old you know curmudgeon way to to put it in your parlance, I have not looked into what this is. So I'll send you some links after the show. But do you know the Tribune company, the people who? Oh, that's own... that's what it was. They got they got acquired by. No, no, no. Or I I don't think it was an acquisition. I think the Tribune company who owns uh, the L.A. Times and the Chicago Tribune. Oh, and they whole... they just they rebranded. They rebranded. That's they right. rebranded. But one it has the the world's dumbest name, 
and also like it, it signals like the death of journalism and so many other things like they they published this video that basically said that we're going to we're going to force ourselves to have all of our stories created as videos on every single page because young people love videos and they basically said because we can shove way more ads in front of videos <laughs> i'll send you a link cuz it's it's the best 3 minute video cuz you really think it's like a parody of like something but it's really not so it's Washington Post. Yeah, there's this this kid who was lamenting like the golden age of TV and there's there's too much good stuff to watch. And therefore, he has life hacked it. And I think he says this like three times in the article that he has found it. And you just have to watch TV at 1.6 times its regular speed. And I'm 90% sure this is not satire. I I I don't I don't think it is. I I certainly didn't interpret it that way. And uh, yeah, I, I don't. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm like you. I'm kind of at a loss for words as to what to say here. Because this 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 is written so earnestly, like uh, like uh, he or she acknowledges that this is like probably a, a foreign concept and going to be like frowned upon by other people, but they. <sighs> the the idea that there's too much to watch on TV and that that's somehow <laughs> a, a problem. I so but but speeding up video is more than just an efficiency hack. I quickly discovered that acceleration makes viewing more pleasurable. Modern Family played at twice the speed is far funnier. The jokes come faster and they seem to hit harder. And I look and I get less frustrated at shows that want to waste my time with filler plots. <laughs> Yeah, I, I yeah, I I don't know. That's I don't watch linearly anymore. I often scrub back and forth to savor complex scene, uh, complex scenes or to skim over slower ones. In other words, I watch television like I read a book. I jump around, I reread, sometimes I speed up. It's kind of it's kind of like the best and worst part of the internet where you know, the, this pre-internet, this is not an idea that you'd be exposed to. But it is kind of great that people can can put this out there because maybe the four other people that would agree with this would would find it you know life changing. Yeah, and again, I did because this article. If if you scroll through it, this has got to be like a five thousand uh, five thousand word article. Yeah, there's there's no way I'm reading that whole I thing. Did, I did because I sh I should find a way to read it at one point six x speed. That's right. <laughs> I have to have uh, OS ten read it for me, and then I got to find a way to speed it up. Uh, so I don't know if embedded in here somewhere is the, haha, this is, this is just a big joke, but I, I don't think it is. I don't, I don't think so. Did you hear the thing about, and again, this is, this is not on any agenda. Uh, and I don't know where the rumor came from. Was there a story or something about Netflix, like, uh, floating the fact that they might become ad supported or something? Or did I make that up? I think you might've made that up. I'm pretty sure I didn't. Like there was a study or something that said like seventy five percent of people say they would cancel their subscription if Netflix became ad supported. I'll have mm. to find it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you you mentioned you wanted to talk about iOS background refresh or something, and I'm not I don't I don't know what this is about. Yeah, so this this is a question for you. I'm hoping you can uh, provide me some technical support. Okay. So something that I've noticed 
Um, and I'll call out OmniFocus as an example, where OmniFocus is not an app that I, on my iPhone, open all that frequently. I, I use notifications and I use the Today widget all the time, but I don't open the app itself all that often on my iPhone. And what I've noticed is that even though I have background refreshing enabled, it doesn't really seem like it is constantly updating in the background. I was really hoping you would say it doesn't refresh in the background. Well, it it, it does kind of, but not not in the way that apps that I use more frequently do. So do you have your phone in front of you? I do. Okay, so go into OmniFocus. Right. On the main screen, uh, swipe down slightly so that you can reveal the settings option. Right. Okay, go to push. Yep. Is that on? Yes. Status awesome? Yes. <laughs> then I don't know. No, so I think so. I, I, I think what it is is that my understanding is the way that app background refreshing works in iOS is that it's done dynamically, where the OS examines which apps you use most often and when you use them, and then it uses that information to determine when an app can refresh. Kind of. And also specifically not that way for OmniFocus. So but the, uh, what, how OmniFocus works is that the, uh, you're using the OmniSync server rather than like your own web dev server, right? Right. So what it does is, let's say you're on your Mac and you do an update and you, uh, that automatically gets pushed to the OmniSync server because, the, because your Mac thinks that there's no limitation on bandwidth or battery life. So after you make almost any edit on your Mac, it automatically gets pushed. As long as you have push settings turned on on your iOS devices, your iOS device gets a silent notification that tells it that you allow it to uh, do a sync in the background. So my OmniFocus is darn near 100% in sync. The only problem with watchOS 2 is that uh, frequently the, the watch will not get clued in to when I've completed something on my Mac. Well, but so th- this is the this is the happening on my iPhone too, where those updates apparently aren't happening in the background, and then the consequence of that is, again, using OmniFocus as the example, I have badge notifications turned on to show me past due um, actions. So that is true. That one, I don't think iOS's uh, backgrounding limitations allow this to happen. But no, uh, OmniFocus does not have a methodology in place to recall notifications, like in the sense that um, Slack or something like that, where if you read a message uh, or you get caught up on something on your desktop, where it will retract uh, an unread count on the badge, OmniFocus does not have the permissions to do that because it has to do more than that. So no, the information should always be up to date, but the badge count, depending on how much you've done on your phone or the last time you opened it, yeah, generally uh, will not always be correct. Okay, well maybe, so the, the, the working theory that I had was that maybe if I'm not using the, actively using the app enough, maybe it, it, it's not getting enough background refresh resources, which therefore is resulting in notifications not being up to date, but maybe... Maybe the background refreshes are happening, but it, it still doesn't result in notifications being updated. So yeah, the way you can test this 
is that like if you complete a bunch of notifi- uh, complete a bunch of actions on your computer, if you then like let's say you wait ten seconds and you open the app, you'll notice that almost instantaneously the like in your forecast view that everything updates perfectly and the the badge uh, icon count is, is is correct. Right, but it it doesn't update until I actually open the app, it, and that's just uh, iOS being conservative. Mm. Got so it. there's eh, there's nothing they can do about that. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to Watch West three. Yeah, I know. Me, me too. And I think I, I'm looking forward to a new Apple Watch too. I think I, I'm looking forward to new hardware. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that when we get to that. Yeah. That's too early. And uh, one week in with your QC thirty fives. How's that going? I'm I'm liking them a lot. Um, so I I went on another trip this weekend, another trip that involved air travel, and man, they're they're really nice to have on a plane. I mean, I I, I can't recommend noise canceling headphones enough on a plane. I I really I don't know how people just use their like regular um, earbuds when they're on a plane. Um, I, they live like animals. I mean, yeah, I just, I just, it's, t- you got to turn the volume basically all the way up on whatever device you're listening to. Like, I just, I don't know. It, it seems tough to do. Um, and, but then you, you couple that with the fact that they're wireless. I mean, it just super, super convenient. Um, I like them a lot. The, the thing that I'm finding is that if I wear them for like more than an hour and a half or so, they, they do start to get a little uncomfortable. Like, I, I start to feel a little bit of, kind of pain kind of where like the headband is at the, at the top of my head but at part of that i think might be just sort of breaking them in so because i i feel like i've noticed it a little less in the last couple of days so i'm I'm hopeful that over time that will will lessen but um yeah over overall um i, I like them a lot yeah, so on your recommendation from a pick of the week last week, I also ended up getting them. And I'm not going to review them or, or, or say anything this week because I haven't had them long enough. But I will definitely sympathize with your, um, yeah, the headband fatigue. In, in a way that I, I w- that I don't get that with my QC25s, I can wear them for hours and have zero issues. And things like, but I, but I got two new pairs of those like uh, maybe six months ago. And even when they were brand new, that wasn't an issue. So I'm not, that makes me think it might not be a breaking them in kind of thing. Okay. Well, I'm I'm glad it's not just. I mean, I'm sorry you're having the problem too, but I'm I'm glad it's not just me because I my pain brings you sanity. That's right. Yeah. Because yeah, with with my QC15s, I never noticed that, and I mean it's been a number of years now, but I, I don't recall that when I first got them either. Um. Yeah, and it's it's for me, it's like about a half hour of wearing them. It's just that yeah, it just feels like they're pressing really hard on my head. That's right, right. And I've and I've started trying maybe to compensate by expanding the headband more than I would, but then that just looks weird. I see, if, see, for me, I, I have the headband expanded all the way, and I, oh. I did the, I did the same with my QC15s as well. But it's still just, but it it's a little hit or miss because you know I. I, there have been a couple of occasions where it it seems like the the discomfort has started more quickly, whereas like on the flight back that I had this last Sunday, it was about a three hour, three and a half hour flight, and I, I had the headphones on basically the entire time, with with the, the exception of a couple of quick breaks, and I I didn't notice anything. So I don't know. It's it's been a little hit or miss. 
Yeah, so I'll, I'll give a kind of a full review next week. But yeah, the, uh, C plus right now. I just I feel like the noise canceling is just not it's just not quite where I want it to be. It's I, not as good. Okay. All right. Well, it's no. Okay. It feels like because I was using them at work and in the same place that I, I normally would in the same scenarios, and I like you know like that just that clear like silence that you hear. That's the same, but the hearing other things that are happening around you that are maybe like clearer and less like ambient noisy they came in it comes in louder than i'm used to okay all right well that's so that yeah that's exactly what i've noticed too um like still good but well, not right, as yeah good. well right exactly and i but you know what i, I i'm honestly I, i've thought about it a lot since i bought them and even if the noise canceling is not quite as good and even if the audio even's not quite as good because I really primarily use them when I travel and then, you know, even occasionally at work, but really when I travel is when I mostly use the the quiet comforts. I think the fact that they're wireless sort of trumps. Um, Got to be careful with that word. God, I know. I, I thought about that too. Uh, um, put, it, put in the barks on top of that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, 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 think, I think it, you know, it outweighs the... Um, maybe subpar noise cancellation and audio. Yeah. Can I, can I uh, pivot this a little bit? Sure. So on top of that, uh, I also got, there's a, there's a new version of the Bose sound sports that are wireless. I, have, I haven't heard of these. What, what are these? So I just, uh, I got these at the same time. Um, let me send you a link. So these look a lot. These look similar to like the Powerbeat 2 wireless. They do. So these are pretty great. Th- these aren't my pick of the week because I've only uh, worn them running once. So initially, do you remember the, those Jaybirds I recommended you buy? Oh, those were ill-advisedly. Yeah, those were terrible. Those are just some of the worst headphones I've ever used. Sorry. They were, and they were really uncomfortable too. Yeah, they were, they were awful. So these are pretty good. They they had like so by default they come like you know how they have just have like whatever they think the best ear fittings are going to be and, and that that was and those were good when I was testing them out and just walking around but then I I tried going for a run and they fell out almost immediately. So I had to head back to the car and I had to switch them out for the for the large ones. But with with the large ear fittings, they're pretty damn perfect. Better than the Powerbeat 2. Yes, the sound quality is better, and also the Power Beats 2, in my experience, depending on how you're running, because of their design, it's very nice that they don't, like, it's it's like literally impossible for them to fall off, but they can get unseated a little bit where the sound quality can, like, just if, if you just maybe, I don't know, run too hard or something, like, it, they get unseated in a way where the sound quality, like you can still hear it, but it it get it takes a dive. Do you experience this? Yeah, I, I do. Yeah. So these don't, and like they're very lightweight. They're less obtrusive than the the Power Beats too. The sound quality is better. I've I've no judgment on battery life yet, but I'm very very pleased. Yeah, I'm. I really don't have many complaints about the. Power Beats too that I that I have, and that's the thing I don't either. But if if then maybe maybe you shouldn't try them. But well, it's funny because I've got three other you know pairs of headphones besides those Power Beat twos, and all three of those are Bose. So I'm I'm 
very much in the Bose camp, but yeah, sound sound quality is better and fit was better. Again, I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep trying it, but um, yeah, they, they, not once other than when I was wearing maybe the the less than ideal tips. Uh, did they become unseated to the point where like the the power beats too, where you get kind of like this just like uh, like they they lose the seal right where exactly. where the sound quality just takes a dive right. So yeah, give them a try if 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 you're being adventurous. Okay. So yeah, that was not my pick of the week, but we'll just had to throw that in there. Okay. Um, we are. Uh, damn it, I, I missed my one hour target. But yeah, I, I I noticed that. Uh, let's uh, skip a couple things and let's just talk about what I think I understand is that you are pretty on board the Instagram. Uh kind of dog boat yeah you're, you're, on, you're on the very, dog train very much so i i think following your advice of pretty much exclusively following dogs on instagram and you know i, I follow a couple of close friends and family but but really um just primarily dogs ha- has brought in uh quite a bit of joy into my my daily social media routine so so top three dogs so far We're, I, i've already i already said mine oh wow i you're you're putting me on the spot here. I I was I was not was not prepared. Well, just go to Instagram, go to your profile, hit the gear, and then go to posts I've liked. So I would say, living that golden life. This is a a golden retriever focused account. Very very good. Um, I would say, Wilson dot golden retriever is an, is another favorite. And then I, I guess the third one has to be dogs, dogs of day, not of the day, dogs of day. Those, those three are probably my favorite. Oh, and then yeah, sporty, sporty the dogs also pretty good too. That's kind of an honorary mention. To to each their own, but I I I heard no corgis in there. Yeah, well, that's you know that 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 it's it's a fundamental difference between you and I, where, you know. You're you're a corgi guy. I'm a golden retriever guy, and 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 no Leroy. That that's that's disappointing. So I follow Leroy, but I I I I can't say can't say he's one of my favorites. I'm sorry. The pizza ears don't do it for you. They they don't. They don't. Oh, little dude. No, I I I I I like him. I I follow him happily, but he's just not. He's not in the top three. Aren't aren't you happy that I'm I'm finally on board with Instagram though? That's become you know a, a daily part of my life. I'm happy, although I I don't think it should have taken that much cajoling. But well, better better late than never. Yeah, but that made up for uh, the two month absence of Darth. Yeah, so Darth I, Darth is back. Thank goodness. Although not not full steam ahead yet. Kind of kind of a slow ramp back up. Again, I, I take what I can get. Yeah, not not going to complain. That's that's a millennial thing to do. Right, biting the hands that feeds it. That's <laughs> <laughs> the worst. All right, let's let's wrap this up because we promised a short show and, and we're already you know picks of the week. Yeah. Okay. So first. Me, me first. Okay. Um. So mine is TiVo's out of home features. And I'll, I, there's there's sort of two two buckets of these. There's the ability to download shows to your mobile device where you can you know watch them regardless of whether you have a internet connection or not. 
And then now, more recently, for me as a Bolt owner and, and for you for quite some time as a Romeo owner, Romeo Pro owner, I should say, the out-of-home streaming. Um, and I've, you know, as, as someone who has done a bit of traveling here these last few weeks, the the out-of-home stuff with TiVo is tremendous, just absolutely tremendous. But both the ability to download shows for offline viewing and then also the streaming I just cannot say enough how awesome that is. Both both work just flawlessly with very little restriction. Um the 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 mobile downloads for offline viewing it it takes a long time. It takes it seems like basically twice the length of the show or maybe maybe not quite that much, but it it takes quite a while, which is the one negative thing I'd say. But as long as you plan ahead, that's that's not much of an issue. And then the out-of-home streaming, it's, it's kind of annoying that on iOS you have to be on Wi-Fi, although with mobile hotspot, there, there's ways around that. Um, what, what do you mean? Well, can't, you can just, you can, yeah, on your iPad, or you could, you know, connect it to your iPhone, and then doesn't it work? Well, but what if you just have your iPhone? Well, then it doesn't work, so that's why there's kind of ways around that but but it works on android that's that's the dumb thing. that's why yeah that's why i specifically made sure just to say ios but but anyway even even with those minor shortcomings just a a tremendous feature and i i think it's it it really has become my my favorite part of tivo uh does the delay in like if you're do you ever try, uh is this all recorded content or do you ever try to watch something live um, I've mostly used it for recorded content because I mean, the streaming thing is, is just new in the last couple of weeks to me. Mm-hmm. So I haven't used that a ton yet, but in the, the small amount that I have, it's, it's worked really well. Nice. Yeah. The, the only problem with the, uh, with streaming stuff is that it makes you start recording it and therefore the setting up the streaming process takes like a solid 20 seconds. Yeah, no, I, th- that is, that is somewhat of an annoyance, but. For something built in, pretty pretty great. Yeah, I mean, there and there really isn't anything else like it. Like it, it's uh, it, yeah, other than like a slingbox, which I'm not even sure what the qual what the usability is on those anymore. Right. No issues with uh, buffering or upload bandwidth or any quality issues. Seems pretty rock solid. Yeah, I mean, and with like you know the downloaded shows, there's no like audio sync issues. Like you know, with like handbrake and all that kind of manual stuff, it seems or it just like starts you, drifting. Like yeah, you just you yeah. always run into these weird issues, and it, it it seems like with the TiVo again, it takes forever, but once it's all done, it it works really really well, and it's kind of cool because you 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 still get the whole TiVo interface because you're using the TiVo app, so you still got the thirty second skip ahead, all that good stuff. I haven't tried this. Does it give you uh, the ad skip? No, that's that's it. Doesn't do the quick skip thing, which is unfortunate. Dang. Yeah, but I mean, you you still have the thirty second skip and then the ten second or five second skip back, so you can still fairly quickly get through ads when you're watching offline. But yeah, no no quick skip. Got it. I I'm not. <laughs> I don't want to push our, push our luck with quick skip. I feel I feel like it's <laughs> I feel like it's gonna be taken away any day. So I, I don't I don't want it to get exposed on mobile too got it it's going to bring too much attention yeah i still i still i I don't i don't know how that's a feature i really don't 
that just it just seems it just seems like that's going to get shut down any day like every day i turn on my tivo i just expect that to be gone yeah probably because <laughs> again i think i think last week i i showed you the or i, I linked to the tivo's actual business model thing yeah, yeah. so who, kn- who knows how it's gonna go yeah but again tivo uh tivo tv's dead that's true. Yeah, is that's is true. the is there a viewing at one point six x feature? I didn't think so. There's just there's there's too much there's too much to watch, so nobody watches it anymore. Yeah, it's too crowded. I think that was Yogi Berra. Mm-hmm. I think it was just Yogi Bear. Um. All right, so I, I'm I'll, I'll go I'll go next. <laughs> uh, <so> there's, <laughs> I, there's, there's somebody else, <laughs> right? Uh, so I, I have I have one quick uh, addendum to an old pick of the week, and then I have an actual pick of the week. So the app Momentum got updated. Have you embraced the new features yet? Uh, that the, that's a, it's an awkward conversation. You're 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 stepping on my pick of the week for next week. Wait, wait hold on. You you plan these two weeks in advance, and also I don't know what that means. Not not all the time, but I, I have in this situation. I've switched off of to Momentum. Streaks? Yeah. No. Well, let's I'm, let's I'm, we'll, we'll we'll come we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. Uh, I, I I will fight you on this because I I I wanted to like streaks so bad and I and I used it before Gruber linked to it. I I have like a, a philosophical opposition to how it works. Okay, well, so that, that that'll be a better than expected topic next week, maybe. <laughs> All right. But um, I I I debated about making that my pick of the week this week, but I I feel like I needed an, another week with it before I you know gave it the the coveted pick of the week title are you using both at the same time or have you switched exclusively i've switched exclusively okay so one momentum got tweaked a little a little bit now now, now this feels awkward <laughs> that's what i that's what that's what i said i know uh uh you were always able i'm not sure if you noticed you can long press on something and you can add a note to something you were doing yeah right but now there's an option to either rather than just marking something as done or gray you can mark as a day as either a skip day or a fail day which which i really really like because if uh, for my exercise schedule i generally aim to work out at least every other day so therefore a one day gap in between uh substantive uh exercise routines or something is acceptable but two days is not so I found like the big bright red of marking something as a fail kind of helps motivate me from to keep that kind of thing going. So that small change has been fantastic. So that's that's my uh, pick of the week for the second time in like three months. And then my actual pick of the week is uh, there's a uh, so the new revised or, or expanded San Francisco Museum of Modern Art reopened last month, and there's a really really good exhibit. Uh, or expo- uh, exhibition called Typeface to Interface that I think uh, almost every computer nerd would really, really get a kick out of. It's very good. Yeah, I've I've read about that some, but I, I have not not yet been. Yeah, so, so it talks about uh, just uh, topography through the ages and like going from original typewriters to the original Mac towards uh, a lot of different um, graphic design uh, pioneers and that kind of stuff. So it's it's very good. It's actually pretty expansive. There was a um, a special thing about Palm's uh, graffiti text input that that was pretty neat. Wasn't expecting that. Um, and there's also a Google Glass on display. <laughs> Apparently, that's modern <laughs> art now. Uh, but yeah, it's it's super fun. And also, the new museum is is fantastic. I encourage everybody to be a member. And it's it's 
It's all fun. Well, very good. And that's it. And I have no paper cut for the week, so if you have a complaint, I think I think my paper cuts were the first half hour of the show. Yeah, that, that's that's fair. I, and mine, as someone who's been doing some traveling lately, Ugh. is yeah. Um, I think that, that could be anything, but let's, it could could let's, be a let's lot. See. Yeah, it could be a lot of things. So my paper cut is the f- classes on aircraft. You've got first class and you've got coach. Okay. And I just, I really wish there was something in the middle. Isn't there like Comfort Elite or Comfort Plus or something? There, well, there, something? Yeah, there's, there's like Economy Plus on United, but it, it, literally all it is is, is just it, basically the, the coach seat with leg room from like 10 years ago, you know, instead of the compressed version that we have now. But it, it outside of that, it, it doesn't really change anything. It's so like I just I wish there was something that you know was yeah just somewhere in the middle, something that isn't a billion dollars and super super nice, and then something that's relatively affordable but is like being on a cattle car. You know, I just I, I wish there was just something something in the middle there. Yeah, I I don't travel enough to to have a strong opinion on this, but yeah, that that seems like it, it would be terrible. I since since you actually travel a fair bit, what what is the policy on reclining? I I'm someone who never does it. I because you're not a monster. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because if somebody reclines, are you even able to use the tray table, like with a computer on it? Kind of. With an iPad, you still can. With a with a laptop, it gets dicey. Yeah, that's that's challenging. I've kind of I've I've mostly given up on being able to use a laptop on a plane. I'll do it in a pinch, but usually I just stick with my iPad. Yeah, I just yeah, it is it's it's it, it sucks that there's just not it sucks that there's not something like I would happily pay a I don't know let's call it twenty five to even fifty percent premium over. Oh wow the cost of coach well but but when you look at the price of first class i mean it's four five six times the price of of coach so that's why i'm saying like something that's you know i and i wouldn't do it all the time but particularly for maybe like longer flights it would, it'd be a nice option to have but again doesn't delta or something don't, don't they have like they have something in between they have like business class instead of first class oh, bu- business class is usually also really 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 expensive it's it's not. Mm. I don't know. I I I mostly just fly United and Southwest. So if if there's something that like Delta or American or somebody has, I I wouldn't know about it. Got it. You're you're brand loyal. No, I'm not brand loyal. In fact, I actually pretty strongly dislike Southwest for the most part. I, no, I thought I thought you were really brand loyal to United. No, not really. I mean, I, I have their credit card, which which kind of locks me in with all the miles I earn. But I mean, the reality is, from San Francisco, it's they just have by far and away the most options. I mean, ninety percent of the time, if you're gonna if you want to go somewhere, it's most efficient to fly United out of San Francisco. Got it. And then you know, occasionally Southwest will just be so much cheaper that I have to stomach it and just deal with it. You ever flown? You ever flown Southwest? No, so that, like that's what I was gonna say. I, I don't. I don't travel that much by by uh, by air, but I've always heard that Southwest is just the absolute worst because they have that like 
weird, sketchy cattle call boarding. That's and, like, that, boarding that's what groups. I'm, that's what I'm stuff. saying. That, that's that's it. The the boarding like the the planes themselves are relatively nice, and there's there's a bit more leg room. And but that sounds like hell. Yeah, like it, that, it that, really is. Again, it sounds like you're you're. <laughs> You're moshed in with a bunch of people who would love to use the middle finger gesture to bring this like all the way around, but you're just around just awful people in terrible circumstances where people are just going to be even more awful than they normally would be. Right. All because people want a budget airline. So that, that has no appeal to me. And what my experience is, I, I, so I've flown Southwest into multiple airports and my experience has consistently been that they always get the crappy terminal. Like and it's it's totally true at SFO where, yeah, um, it's Terminal One where they are, and it it's night and day between Terminal One and then Terminal Three, which is where United is. I mean, it's no just, yoga room. <laughs> yeah, exa- exactly. Um, yeah, and it, it every other airport I've flown Southwest, it's been the same way where they just they get the the whatever reject old terminal there is that that's where Southwest is. Yeah, sounds right. No, anyway. Air travel, it's kind of kind of sucks, but it's also incredibly convenient. So, what are you what are you going to do? Hyperloop. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Won't be a problem when we have our flying cars powered by Solar City. Anyway, that's, that's right. Have a good day, sir. You too.